0: And the best part? You can try it yourself with their 7-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month.
1: Hey, pay attention. This is Joe Stump and you're listening to Talking Metal. Welcome to another edition of the Talking Metal podcast.
0: Home of all things hard rock and heavy metal. I'm Mark Striegel, host and producer of this show since 2005. Now, let's get things started with the Talking Metal theme song, written by Rob Halford, Metal Mike, and Roy Z. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Talking Metal. It is the holiday season, so please, when you're doing your shopping for gifts, use our Amazon links. That helps us out, it helps support what we do here. Just go to TalkingMetal.com before you go to Amazon and link over to Amazon through us. We get a little kickback on that. We're also happy to accept PayPal donations. You guys were great last uh, holiday season with the PayPal donations. If you feel like making a donation to support what we do here, uh, do it. There's a PayPal tab on TalkingMetal.com. Today we have the one and only Joe Stump. You can check him out online at JoeStump.com. He's got a new record out he's going to tell us all about. Uh, and uh, this guy is a teacher at the school where John and I, John Astronomy, a.k.a. John Ostrowski, and I went to school and, and actually met. We first met at Berkeley a long time ago. shortly before, a little before joe stump was teaching there a little after he was a student there uh anyways yeah joe's gonna tell us about berkeley his new record and uh man hearing that this guy's a teacher at berkeley makes me want to go back and finally get my degree and finish up there john got his degree from berkeley i did not uh but it, it, you know i i learned a shitload of stuff about music while i was there and sometimes regret that i didn't get my uh degree there but uh, blah 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 anyways here's the the new music by joe stump some great new stuff off his new record followed by my interview with joe stump and we'll end with some more new music from joe stump uh today so that's that This is Mark Striegel of The Talking Metal Podcast, and joining us on today's episode, we have Joe Stump, a guitar player from the Boston area of the United States, and a damn good guitar player. Joe, I was listening to your new record. It just sounds off the hook. Great stuff. Congratulations.
1: Um, Thank you very much. Very nice of you to say.
0: <laughs> yeah, I want to get into uh, your history uh, a little bit, but first, let's talk about the latest record the dark lord rising and i want to talk about your your tone i i, I hear you know it's primarily the same tone uh, from song to song but then at times I, I hear like different sounds and and you know the strat sound and uh, do you use a humbucker pickup at all on any of this
1: no the the whole i'm a strat guy so the whole record's a strat okay. and and i mean i did use I mean, I used basically the same setup, the whole, the whole record, um, Strats and, um, Marshalls, but I mean, depending on the track, I would use, you know, there's a couple things on the record like, um, the Black Knight Returns and Stratomaster, um, and Tortured Soul that are, you know, like Strata Stratomaster and the Black Knight Returns are more black more he- heavily Blackmore influenced. Yeah. So on some of that stuff I would use this one particular ESP custom shop strat that I have that sounds great for that. And I also use different um overdrive boxes. I have a bunch of these um treble boosters made by this comp- this German company called BSM and the guy's a huge Blackmore fanatic, as am I. And so I used a bunch of that stuff for those types of the, the retro stuff and the Blackmore's stuff, and then I used different overdrives and different you know different guitars on the – whether it's the neoclassical stuff or the um or the balls out metal stuff. Right on.
0: Cool. Now you mentioned Stratomaster and the Black Knight Returns, which you took the words right out of my mouth because one thing I wanted to mention about those songs are, are how. Rainbow esque, they sound to me maybe even a little deep purple, but probably more rainbow in in, in uh, the the overall sound of those two songs. And it sounds like that was kind of a conscious effort because you're saying you know you were going for more of a Blackmore sound there. Is it oh, is that correct?
1: Um, oh yeah, absolutely. He's um you know he's one of my heroes, if not my you know my favorite guy. Um so so you know the tracks are um unabashedly heavily influenced by him so so i kind of matched up you know ha- had that type of tone and also that type of approach while there's while there's some more technical play and more shredding than you know than you'd you'd hear in an in an older rainbow tune um right. it's the the spirit and essence of you know his vibe is kind of captured on the track or at least i hope it is
0: absolutely no it is without question it definitely is um and again the amp sound are these are vintage marshalls that you're using
1: yes. um on this record i used um i have i have many many marshalls i have a you know like like a whole bunch of vintage marshalls um you know some early 70s 70s ones and some later 70s ones 50s and 100s but on this record i used the the um the Ingve uh the YJM100 which is the Ingve Malmstein signature Marshall, and the grit, which is one of the best sounding if not the best sounding Marshall i've ever heard it's like if you took everything great about an old Marshall, but made it more high fidelity
0: wow okay cool cool and so, so those Engve signature model Marshalls. How are the price like? Is it is that a grossly expensive amp? What is that? Is that something the average folk can uh, afford?
1: Well, i I bought it when it I bought it like fairly close to when it came out. And, you know, I think I paid like maybe 1800 or something for it, right. which is a little more than you would pay for. You know, but, you know, any of the kind of limited edition stuff Marshall makes, whether it was the Zach Wildhead or the Kerry King or, you know, various types of, you know, special edition stuff that they only make, you know, manufacture X amount of. Though I think those are a little bit more, but not like insanely, you know overpriced but now since since that they only made a certain amount i would imagine they're probably going for more money at this point you know right but um but the great thing about that amp is the fact that it's got a 50 watt 100 watt switch and it's not just a power thing it sounds distinct the the difference between a 100 watt marshall and a 50 watt marshall is extremely distinct you know what i mean like, like say right. like gary moore's Early, you know, hard rock metal records like Corridors of Power and Victims of the Future. That's a quintessential, you know, strat 100 watt Marshall sound where, you know, where you think of a 50 watt Marshall, you think of the Rising Force Ingvay record, you think of Michael Shanker, you know, or I do anyway, you yeah, know. Yes. So that's the cool thing is I would use different drive boxes. As well as um you know um as well as like the fifty watt or hundred watt setting depending on the track.
0: That's interesting that the different wattages get such a, a different sound. Like a guy like Randy Rhodes on those first two Aussie records, what what wattage do you think that, that, yeah, that amp that, is? That's
1: of? a hundred.
0: That's a hundred. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, cool. So let's talk a little bit more about the the record. some of the songs, Neoclassical Shredfest, uh, number four is uh an interesting one can you talk a little bit about the the title of that where does the number four actually come from
1: um i think on one of my older records i had a tune called richie blackmore's neoclassical shred fest number two um you know this is on a record back in like 1996 right um and then and then i i did a book you know it came out i want to say a couple years ago um, or, or a year and a half. Yeah. Um, I guess in, yeah, something like that, you know, I think in 2014, it came out, okay. you know, April of 2014, it came out, Joe Stump's Metal Guitars Chop Shop and, uh, and, there was a neoclassical shred fest number three in it, which was like an etude in the book that came with a backing track and a transcription and all that. So it was just kind of like it, it, there's no just, you know, deep meaning or anything like that. It was just like a term that I had had used for like some of my etudes and it I figured it fit the track well. So, OK, you know, I'll use that.
0: Right on. Now, crescendo number two in B flat minor. Now, is that an original? Cause I, I mean, it sounds like it's a Bach piece or something, but is that an original? Or yeah, is it,
1: so that's yeah. just an original thing. Right. And I come up with like concerto number two, you know, I come up with some pretentious title, even though yeah. it's <laughs> technically, um, an actual concerto as far as the form of it and all that kind of stuff, but it's like a heavily classically influenced piece. And, um, and then you know I have them all the melodic parts all in harmony and then um and then the keyboards are doing the heavy duty orchestral thing so it came out um came out very nice
0: cool now dark lord the the album title dark lord and one of the songs of course dark Dark Lords. How do you pronounce that word? Allegro. The Dark Lords Allegro. Yes. The Dark Lords
1: Allegro. Yes. Yeah,
0: Dark Lords Allegro.
1: <laughs> it sounds cool, and even though I'm really not all that evil, all the stuff has like that kind of, you know, those kind of titles. Right. So. There's a, a book called D- Dark Lord Rising. It was
0: a Star Wars book. And this is, this, this title, Dark Lord, I'm assuming, has nothing to do with Star Wars, right?
1: No, it has nothing to do with it. I mean, okay. I think I was, like, kind of the way I, I stumbled on the title was, I remember many years ago, somebody, you know, I, you know, and this is back, you know, like, like somebody in a review described me as everyone's favorite, like, underground guitar hero or something. And I thought that was very cool because I always, um, love those kind of players where you had to work a little harder to get the, you know, they were a little bit under the radar. You had to work a little harder to get their stuff, you know, and this is back in the day when you go to like the specialty metal store or whatever, right you on. know? Well, um, but, um, so I was kind of like thinking, oh, you know, Lord of the Underworld or Lord of the Underground or something like that. And I was like, eh, I don't know about that. So that that's how that whole, um, Dark Lord rises thing kind of came about and Dark Lord, cause, cause, you know, people will refer to me as the Shred Lord, you know, right. So, um, so, uh, uh, it's not like I deemed myself that, you know, um, but, uh, so, so I figured Dark Lord sounds much cooler than Shred Lord. So, you know, hey, let's go with it.
0: Right on. Right on. Cool. Now, the song you mentioned earlier, which is just a great track, by the way, The Black Knight Returns, that uh, Black Knight – now, we've – a lot of people refer to Richie Black. I don't know if it's a lot of people. Some people
1: refer to Blackmore
0: as the Black Knight. So that's a – to, you know definite reference to him right
1: oh yes that's a definite you know same thing with straddle Master. i was reading some old you know article you know and you know and and they referred to blackmore as like a straddle you know they use the term Straddlemaster, and you know i i wish i could take credit and say i came up with it because i think it's kind of cool but that 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 i remember reading that about you know somebody describing blackmore like that in a um You know, in an in an old article that I that I was like, you know, rifling through like months and months ago. Right on.
0: Cool. And another track that has piqued my interest because it obviously sounds like it has numerous different guitar players on it is the bonus track Brothers in Shred. Who's who's playing on this with you?
1: Oh, um, Dean Cassione, who's, um, a friend of mine. He's, um, he's, you know, he's a player. He's got some records out and he's, um, studies with me from time to time. And he's also a great luthier. He, uh, he does a lot of custom work. So he does a lot of work for, for me and stuff. Uh, you know, he does, he does killer work and stuff. He's like customized a bunch of my ESPs and, um, and 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 done a bunch of work like that for me um and and you know and in turn i give them um you know help them out with some instructional actions so and then another friend of mine david Schenkel, and and it wasn't like oh i'm gonna get yeah i like i never really get anybody to guest on any of my records and both of them had been asking me and i'm like you know why don't i do a bonus track and get like a couple guys that i'm friendly with um you know on the track so you know it would be fun so that's kind of the way that whole thing came about
0: Cool. I've also noticed some great keyboard playing on the record. Can you tell us who's handling the keys?
1: Um Francisco Palomo who's um you know who who also plays with me in Holy Hell. Oh, okay. And, and he's played on set he's played on my last 3, you know, this is the third one he's played on. So, and he's just like, he's one of the best musicians I know, if not the best musician I know. And he's like, imagine everything great about a keyboard player, like great orchestration, killer tones, like amazing chops you know i mean he can play beethoven a list and list on the piano you know he can you know he can light up like a you know like a neoclassical metal solo like you know that would you know give jens johansson or um Vitaly cooper you're right you know a run for his money so you know he's got it all happening
0: excellent and rounding out the the band on the record who who's doing the drums and bass
1: um jay Rigney is on bass and jay's played with me for quite a while i want to say since like 1998 so he's been been on quite a you know and and um and jeff hale um is on the drums and jeff is a uh, he he was a berkeley guy younger younger guy but it, it's great because since he you know he was in like a, a an extreme metal band so he's one of those guys that can you know dial up the double bass like well past 240 or whatever Um, so it's nice having like somebody even, and he plays the more classic stuff great too. So it's nice having somebody that's, that, that can dial up the Cozy Powell thing. Or if he's going to play something extreme like a Dave Lombardo thing, he's got that too. So, so, you know, you can't beat that.
0: Nice, nice. And you mentioned Berkeley. Um, you are an instructor there and have been for, for quite some time, right?
1: Yeah, I'm, a, I'm an associate professor over on the fa- on the guitar faculty there, and I've been there since like '93. My first wow. solo record came out, and I've been there ever since. And and you know, it doesn't get much much cushier than that. You know, I only work like three days a week, and I don't go until one o'clock in the afternoon. And uh, and if I got a tour and take off for a few weeks or a month, it's not a big deal. So I, you know, I managed to. um have, you know, the best of both worlds as far as being able to perform and, and, you know, go out and play regularly plus still maintain, a um you know, a cushy day gig that, you know, you certainly can't beat.
0: Cool. I went to Berkeley for a year in, in the late 80s and at that time, you know, it was still definitely more of a jazz school and it, it even to this day still has that reputation. It was – coming in there in 93 though was – did you get certain jazz heads there, kind of scratching your head and their head and looking at you, saying, "What, what is this guy doing here?" Because you're, you're, as as far as your playing that I've been exposed to, you are far more of a rock player than a jazz player.
1: Oh yeah, I don't play jazz at all. I mean, I, I mean, I did, you know, play some when I was a student there many, many years ago. Because you had to. It was either do that or go home. Um. So, but, uh, but, um, but no, I'm a straight up, you know metal guy. And, you know, they brought me in because they needed somebody in my area of expertise. But the the guitar faculty is extremely diverse, like a, your nameless style of music, whether it's classical or finger style or blues or fusion or more modern jazz or older school like Joe Pass, West Montgomery stuff or you know straight up classic rock players i mean they they've country they've got like everything and everybody i mean i think there's over 70 members of the guitar faculty and wow. maybe anywhere maybe somewhere around 1200 guitar students
0: wow that's awesome i mean it sounds like it's quite more diverse than it was then when i was there in the, the 80s that's that's cool very cool
1: Oh yeah well the, the guitar department especially is you know they have all kinds of labs and all kinds of instructors but of course like you know the, a lot of the the courses still they'll have like traditional um whether it's counterpoint or traditional harmony courses that are you know, that, that are classically influenced and, and Berkeley just, um, did a merger with the conservatory. So, but, but still a lot of the program is extremely jazz based and they still have many, um, you know, you know, many, many jazz players on the faculty, of course. Cool. Cool. Holy
0: hell. Something you, you mentioned, uh, earlier, what's, what's the status of holy hell?
1: Well, uh, the band had separated from its old um, management company and label, and we, we and since they own the masters to the second record, the band had to re-record the entire second record. So we did that, and then there was some legal entanglements, which didn't involve me at all. But I'm not really at liberty to talk about. Right. Okay. Um. Um. But but things are um on the upswing now, and the. The band's got, like, some new management and looking like some new label support. And so hopefully, so hopefully or, or, you know, most definitely the record will be out sometime next year and we'll be back out doing some live damage.
0: Excellent. I don't know when you were a student at Berkeley, but were you there during the Dream Theater years when those guys were putting together Dream Theater?
1: No, I was there. I was there before that. You oh, know, wow, okay. I, I went with, like, um, with you Steve know – yeah, like Steve Vai and me are, are, you know, roughly the same age. So, um, so I went there when he was there. And, you know, there was a, you know, um, that was like a real, that was a, even though it was a jazz school, it was a great time to be there because that was like, if you weren't there, if you weren't there to practice, like, you know 7 and 8 9 hours a day then you should really go home and do something else. Right. So so now you know it's a bit more lax and stuff but it was like you know like a real strict old business kind of joint back then so uh so so I you know it was uh, parts of it were a, a very good experience.
0: I got you. I got you. And you know you have such incredible technique which is Obvious on all your solo records, especially this this new one, "The Dark Lord Rises," which I recommend all the talking le- list talking metal listeners pick up. Uh, and it, to achieve that level of technique, how does one get there? Is it, it what you were saying? You know, just really buckling down and spending many many hours each day practicing.
1: Um. Well, of course, you there's a there's a you know you have to have that extreme level of dedication and it has to be very consistent I mean that's something that you're always striving for is that consistent excellence um, which is not easy to achieve when you're um when you you're playing at a very high technical level you want you want to be able to effortlessly pull that off anytime any place anywhere but I mean of course like I've been I've been at Berkeley for since 93 now. So I'm always playing because it's what I do. So I'm instructing, you know, like high tech, high tech guitar for like, you know, hours a day, sometimes like eight, nine hours. And then on my off days, I might be recording, I might be practicing. Of course, I'm playing shows, clinics, touring. So I'm constantly playing, all the time anyway. So, and if you really want to play at that kind of level, you have no choice if, if that's what you want to do. So yeah, it's just a matter of like, uh, but I, but I mean, I've always been one of those players that loves to play and, and, you know, lives and eats and breathes and sleeps guitar. So I, I certainly got no complaints.
0: Excellent. Well, Joe, it's been great talking with you. We're going to have to wrap it up, but I, I definitely want the talking metal listeners to check out your solo record, The Dark Lord Rises, where is the best place they can pick this up?
1: Um, yeah, it, It's available, you know, all the standard places, whether it's Amazon or iTunes or CD Baby and, you know, on um, – It's on Spotify too, I noticed. And, and of course on the Spotify. It, it's everywhere that, you know, that everything else is. So it's very easily accessible. And so you know, so certainly easy to get. And if you, if you love guitar, you know it's a guitar orgy. So I'm sure you'd enjoy it. Right,
0: right on. Yeah, it sounds great. And the production sounds really full too. Do, do you uh, have any certain recording style tricks that that give it that big sound?
1: No, I mean I just kind of like we we had like me and Francisco mixed the record. Um, in addition to playing on it. And I had like a good idea of like what I wanted um like template wise. And then we also had two different templates as far as the guitar tone goes. One for the more retro blackmore stuff and one for the more um, balls out metal stuff and neoclassical stuff. So so that was, you know, kinda, you know, put together by us. So but not nothing uh, you know completely old school you know just marshals and strats and 57s and you know and my hands
0: right on right on great stuff joe thank you for speaking with us today right now we're going to get into some music off the dark lord rises album this is straddle master was a little new music by joe stump go support him go buy it on itunes go listen to it on spotify go check out his website and let him know that you heard his interview on talking metal guys we will talk to you next time we're going to start our uh, some more of our year end actually we already started some of our year end specials but we're going to have more a lot of epic episodes with uh, a lot of great music that was released this year 2015 so stay tuned for those and i'll talk to you soon